0: Alrighty, folks, welcome to another episode of Have a Little, and I'm excited to have this old friend on board here, and I have a lot of respect for him, too, because he served uh, for our country. Um, He's from New Haven, my hometown, which I might be moving back to. Uh, Let's keep that a secret, though. Uh, He went to Notre Dame High School, graduated in 1983, served in the United States Air Force from 83 to 89, currently in the nursing field, another respectful thing. And he's a member of the band Red Zone, singing with them, playing the 80s rock classics. And he's a hell of a cook, too. What an amazing guest today. I've got Steve Belly with me. Welcome, man.
1: Hey, buddy. How you doing, buddy?
0: All right, all right. So let's tell everybody about this amazing stuff. We were talking before we started the show, and he's told me some great stuff about his career in the Air Force and how it led to music and all that. So we got some great stuff coming up here. So Steve, the stage is yours, man.
1: All right. Well, I mean, you know my history, John. We went to high school together. You were a year ahead of me, um, played in the, you know, the concert band, the marching band, um, never really gotten involved in, in music theater or performing or anything like that. I used to, basically, I used to sing uh, in my house to my mom's records and my records. And it was always a dream of mine to uh, it was always a way to, in my head, it would have been a way to get the girl, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. the girl.
1: Because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't an Adonis by any stretch, and uh, I was not an athletic, uh, you know, energy or anything like that. So I knew, you know, if I could sing, you know, like all the other people out there that were singers, you could get the girls.
0: That's cool. Um,
1: so it didn't really it didn't really come to fruition until, uh, like, my second year um, in the Air Force, I got stationed in Italy, a town called Brindisi, Italy. It's in the southern Adriatic, um, and the base was called San Vito de Um, And uh, we used to get USO bands from all over the European uh, theater. Uh, we had this one week an english band they, they came from england they were around the london area and they would play for like a week or so 10 days at the club on base we had an airmen's club all ranks ranch club and i got to know them because i was a cop on base we kind of ran the show and um you know we kind of you know we kind of thought who we were and we kind of just <laughs> went and did pretty much anything we wanted on the base so one day i go to the club before it even opens and they're practicing and i'm saying hey you know how you doing what's going on well the lead singer was a little hoarse because they had you know like i said you sing five six seven days in a row you're gonna be a little horse yeah it
0: takes its toll
1: um, yeah and they were doing stuff like you know uh, uh, hysteria from Def leopard and you know Judas priest and and all this stuff they were awesome. doing softer stuff too but they did a lot of that mtv you know big hair stadium rock so i said to the guy well, gee, I said, I sing a little bit. I said, "Can I help out? And he goes, yeah, would you like to sing? So long story short, we commiserated. I picked two songs. I picked the song Drive by the Cars. Oh, great too. Yeah, and I picked Hello by Lionel Richie. Okay. Um, so that night, uh, you know, they announced me, and I told all the guys that were in my squadron, that were in the police squadron, come out and party that night and they went crazy they erupted um and so uh they erupted and uh you know kind of hooped it up and everything and so i sing drive the house starts going crazy then i sing the showstopper i sing hello by lionel richie and i sang it for a very specific reason there was a girl that i was trying to get a date with an air force girl (laughs) She didn't want to know anything. She didn't want to know me. She didn't want to be bothered, whatever. Um, so I was like, yeah, whatever. Maybe this will change her mind. Well, sure as, you know, dollars to donuts. I get off the stage. I walk through the crowd. They're all pat me on the back. I go to the bar. So I'm talking with some of my buddies. We're drinking. They're buying me drinks. And I feel a little tap on the shoulder. I turn around. And of course, who is it? It's the girl that I tried to take out. Oh, my God, you know, you're, that was so beautiful. I didn't know you were, I didn't know you had such a beautiful voice. And, and then one thing leads to another. and She goes, hey, you know, maybe I was wrong. Maybe we should go out. You want to go out sometime? And I looked at her and I go, nah, I'm good.
0: <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and,
1: and, she, and she looked at me perplexed, And I said, no, I really don't. I said, because how am I different now exactly. than I was the other day? <laughs> I go, you heard a group of people screaming and hooping and hollering for me, tearing me up, and now you want to go out with me. Yeah, said, now, no, now
0: you're I'm on good. board. <laughs>
1: That's phony. Oh. So, so then, now we jump ahead to 1986, 87, I get over to my next assignment, which is Minot, North Dakota, which, if you don't know where it is, let's just say, hell is probably not as cold as Minot, North Dakota. Oh, my God. Yeah, we at one time clocked with the wind chill, 107 below zero, I believe out in the missile field, because it was a Minuteman missile uh, base, um, a B-52 bomber base, and a fighter base. Um, And my assignment was out in the missile field. So anyway, long story short, I found out that they had a base talent contest. I did their base talent contest. And literally the week before the show, I changed my song. I was going to do a song, um, Coming to America, from uh, Neil Diamond.
0: Neil Diamond, yeah, great and tune.
1: A good friend of mine, Linda Campbell, who had been on tour with Tops Blue and had won many times, said to me, Steve, I don't think that's the song for you. You need something more dramatic that's going to be better. This is not it. This is not going to be a, a crowd pleaser. Well, I heard the song Billy Vera and the Beater is called At This Moment. Yes. And I immediately fell in love with the song and I said, that's the song. Because it had everything. It had range. It had dynamic. It had drama at the end when he, you know, slowly ends the song and then hits a big falsetto. So I asked the band, can you guys learn this song in a week? And they're like, yeah, a little short notice, but so they did. So I competed that night. They're going down at the end, you know, uh, Best female vocalist accompanied, best female vocalist self accompanied. Then they get to me, best male vocal accompanied. They go, Well, we didn't want to tell him, but at this moment, you know, they added the <laughs> song in there. Yeah. And like I almost passed out. That's awesome. So I, won, I won first place, best male vocalist. And we're supposed to get selected to go to the second level, which would have been in Barksdale, Louisiana, Strategic Air Command that was my command that i was in so strategic air command all the people that won on their bases respectively from that command would meet in louisiana and then over the course of seven days there would be another contest to see who was the best in the command well i never made it there there was some kind of snafu with i don't know whatever the points and this and that so i didn't get to go but Luckily I got introduced to a lovely lady uh, who I'm sad to say has passed on, but she ran the community theater for Minot, North Dakota. Mm-hmm. And I was introduced to her and she said, I am the director of the air force strategic air command. They call it SAC showcase She goes, you should have been there. You got robbed. She said, but I'm going to tell you something. If you join or audition for my community theater, I have a show every year called music review and she would put together like this cabaret show. She said, if you stick with me for one year, I guarantee you, you will make it worldwide. And not only that, but you will get picked for air force tops in blue, which for anybody out there that doesn't know, um, tops in blue was at the time a touring company that did a stateside tour. And then the other team would do Europe, Asia, and they went around to all the bases right. as a way of boosting morale uh, and to show, especially like stateside communities, that you know you could also have fun in the Air Force and and you can do stuff like this. And to tell you the scale of what Tops and Blue was, the 1984 Super Bowl halftime was done by the Air Force Tops and Blue team.
0: That's awesome. So
1: that's you know. So long story short, I do a year with Sandy. I compete again base level. I win. I do get my chance to go to louisiana i didn't win in my category there but she was able to put together several uh add-on um you know add-on acts Mm -hmm. to take with her to worldwide so she put me in a trio uh, and through that trio we went to world we toured for a month all over the united states in the west midwest and, and west coast to get ready Then we wound up going to North Dakota because that's who was going to host the air force worldwide show and all the different commands from the air force all over the world. We had, uh, the Europe, uh, European air force in Europe command. We had the Pacific air command, Alaskan air command. So all the different air commands came to meet in North Dakota for 10 days. And every other day, the stage was black. And on this, on the days that the stage was lit, there would be X amount of number of contestants performing. Mm-hmm. And it ranged from everything from theatrical to magicians to bands and vocal groups to you know, you name it.
0: Oh yeah, sheer sure entertainment, man.
1: Yeah. And the scope of this was such that they had professionals come in. We had the year I was there, we had Mary Wilson from the Supremes oh, wow. as one of our judges. Oh, cool. Uh we also had this lady named Gloria Loring, who yeah. had been at the time in the 80s, a big soap opera star, but she came out with a song that made it to the top 40. Yeah, that was she my wedding song. Yep,
0: that was my yeah. wedding song when I first got married. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, the year before I did it, um, they had Lee Greenwood. So they had very, you know, people that were well-known, um, and they were our judges. So on the days that the stage was black, we would go to different auditions. We would go to choreography audition comedy auditions and my director told me i don't care what you do audition for everything even if you don't think you're a comedian go because what they want to see is that you're flexible you're adaptable and that you can be a chameleon so i did so comes down to the final night after we had done our performance then the next day you go to the critique the judges tell you what they like what they didn't like what you could have changed well I didn't, my, my group, my, my, uh, trio didn't win, uh, for vocal group. However, at the very end, during the banquet to say goodbye at the very end, they say, now we're going to announce the teams for this year's tops and blue. And they did the same thing to me that they did in (laughs) that first competition. They were talking, talking, talking. They said, and from strategic air command, he may be a dunce. And sing nursery rhymes, but he's one hell of a performer. And the name of the song was "Rhythm in the Nursery Rhymes" by the Manhattan Transfer. Oh yeah! And and we had played three kids sitting on stools with dunce caps, <laughs> kind of like <the> little <laughs> rascals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's the way they're talking in the beginning um, about teacher thinks I'm stupid and this and that. Right, right, right. And so they played into that, and there again, I almost friggin' passed out. That's awesome. Because I got picked my first time out. And there had been people that had tried three, four times and didn't get picked. Oh, that's so anyway.
0: That's I how it goes, think, yeah.
1: Think, think we're going to go to bed that night? They're like, "Oh no, you guys <laughs> got to go break down the stage." So we break down the stage. We load the trucks. The next morning, we're up at the crack of dawn, and we're on a military airlift uh, jet, and they fly us to Air Force Entertainment Headquarters, which was housed at the time at Lackland Air Force Base, San Antonio, which was the base that I was at for boot camp. They have their own theater. They have their own set design group. They have their own uh, wardrobe mavens. They have basically everything to put on almost close to a, or maybe a Vegas caliber show. Nice. So one thing leads to another. And because of the time that it was, 1989, there was a lot of cutbacks they wanted you to reenlist like within six months of you getting out my enlist. This was May of 89. I was due to end my enlistment in September. I didn't want to be a cop anymore, but they put a freeze on cross training. Mm -hmm. um, And they didn't want anybody to extend. I I said, well, how about if I extend for a year? No, you got to do two years. Then they came back and said, no, it's gotta be four years or nothing. And you got to reenlist this week. Well, they kind of called my bluff and I got a little aggravated and I said, no, I'm not, I'm leaving. So the very next day they put me on a plane back to North Dakota and with the exception of meeting my wife and having my family, that was the, you know, that had I not met met my wife and stuff, I would have said that leaving the air force was the biggest mistake I ever made. But to say that would then, say that you don't appreciate your current family so i'm not going to say that no but had i stayed i could have toured the country for six months uh doing the likes of the uh daytona 500 um uh-huh. uh, something that was done at the capitol in dc some big show they did at niagara falls <sighs> oh, excuse me um, oh, right. but i didn't i came home to connecticut to new haven and i searched for something that was akin to what i was used to in the air force I found at the Palace Theater in New Haven, if you remember where that was. Oh, yeah, the for sugar.
0: sure. Yep.
1: I did an amateur night there, sang the same song, and the field was basically stacked against me because I was, a known, I was an unknown. Unknown, yeah. And they had a lot of local talent, and I stole their money. I took first place. Nice. <laughs> uh, I got an agent for a local agent. They wound up later on getting me a job doing – uh, an attempted revival of Dream Girls out of Springfield. Um, there was only one male, white male role in the whole thing, and it was kind of like the, uh, he was supposed to be like Pat Boone. Um, he stole one of the songs from the black artists, and, oh. you know, <clears throat> so I got that role. Mm-hmm. Um, then I hooked up with a, a wedding band and did that for like 10 years, uh, and sometimes it was grueling. Sometimes we would do four weddings in a weekend, which I would give my right arm to do now because the money
0: yeah, was heck incredible.
1: Yeah. Well, for the time it was incredible. Right, I would get like two and a quarter to two fifty per show times four. That's a lot of money.
0: That is a lot of money for doing um, that that, so that kind of work.
1: In the interim, I met my wife, um, someone who was from. She grew up in your old neighborhood in the the annex of, of New Haven. Yeah. Um, we met and literally, like I met her. I think was the end of September. By December, I gave her a ring. I just knew she was the one. And by the following September, we were married. This September, we just celebrated our 30th anniversary.
0: Awesome! And she's letting you do this show on Valentine's Day. And I got to thank her too.
1: (laughs) She is. She She actually, believe it or not, she actually is at work still. She owns a day spa in Wallingford. So, of course, Valentine's Day is a big day. Oh, my God. Yeah. couples, Couples coming in for massages together or guys like me. Right. Running last minute because they forgot to get something, <laughs> their wives a gift certificate or something like that. So oh, it's she'll be all good. But uh, she's a great girl. Linda's her name. Uh, been with her now, like I said, 30 years married, uh, 31 yes. years together total. Awesome. Uh, I have two kids uh, Stephen uh, he's uh, 27, and Gabriella Christina, she's 24, she's going to be 25. Everybody in the house they're they're born in March except for me. <laughs> I'm the only gemini crazy person in the house but uh but it's been it's been a great 30 years. I've done uh several other uh musical uh ventures. I did a short stint with an a cappella group um called the Redding Brothers back when groups like the Nylons and Rockapella were really Yeah, big.
0: oh yeah. Yep.
1: Uh that was actually really cool and really fun. Um after them i took a little hiatus i joined another band that was from down south of us in greenwich Uh, and then i wound up going back to the wedding band for a short stint Um, and then uh, you know that kind of just fizzled out i didn't sing for i would say close to 10 years Hmm. Uh, except when i became a nurse uh, i went to nashville for a week For training for dialysis and my classmates we all went out one night to the uh what's it called the something the wild horse
0: wild horse saloon yep right on second avenue i
1: believe on the third floor or maybe it was it might have been the one next door there was a third floor second floor and and they did karaoke Mm -hmm. and i got to say that i sang in nashville because i sang like three songs in nashville uh you know karaoke but hey to me i was like hey i sang in nashville
0: (laughs) heck yeah (laughs) man
1: that was pretty cool, and that was around the time of, I would say, uh, the early 2000s, um, and just prior to that, the mid to late 90s, I had started to get turned on to country music mm-hmm. with the likes of like Shenandoah, Blackhawk, um, Diamond Rio, uh, Garth Brooks, you know, all those, all right. those great performers, um, and I really got into it, and I was looking for a country band, unfortunately up here in Connecticut there's not a whole lot of country going on, but no. um, I did run into some guys on Craigslist. Uh, I answered the call, didn't hear from them for at least six months until I finally just, I just called direct on the phone and said, look, I answered you six months ago. Nobody's answered me. What's the deal? Do you, need, do you still need a singer? Because I can do seventies and eighties rock. They said, you know what? Why don't you come down this weekend? uh we'll send you our song list pick three or four songs to sing okay so i meet them in their garage they're all around my age at the time let's say we were uh, early 40s and all i can say is we did three songs and i said okay uh is that it and they're like well do you know more i said yeah i could sing anything you got on this list because it was everything that we grew up with right of course (laughs) So literally I stayed for two hours and did a full set of their music. And the very next day I got a call from the uh, piano player and he said, we would like to extend you an offer. We want you to be our lead singer. And I was like, yeah. And I've been with them ever since. I actually almost quit last year. And I took about six months off because I thought that I was burnt out only to then get pulled back because, you know, you miss the roar of the crowd. You yeah, it's, the it's what you, you love. adrenaline I mean, rush. Yes, um, for sure. Being able to do those songs. And uh, and I'm glad to say I'm back with them. We just did a show last weekend here in Wallingford, uh, a place called the Double Play Cafe. Mm-hmm. It's a sports bar. It was standing room only. Sweet. Standing room only. It's good to hear um, that. The 25th, we're going to be in Southington at a place called Friends Cafe on, uh, I believe it's Liberty Street. Um we've you know we do everything from Kansas to Sticks, Cheap Trick, Lover Boy, uh, Journey, uh eight, we even do Asia. Nice. Uh, and um <laughs> we also do Little River Band, Lonesome Loser, and and the scope and breadth of, of our repertoire freaks people out because we'll go from like I said, doing uh uh carry on my wayward son to something as soft as we just added at this moment and did it last week. They debuted it and went over great. Um, we also just recently added Footloose. We wanted something that would... We're trying to get some stuff in there now that's less of a concert-style music and right? More like dancing.
0: A little more dancing, like, man, yeah.
1: Yeah, like danceable rock. So we did exactly. Footloose. The house went crazy. Everybody was up on the floor dancing. Uh, and we also did... you remember Golden Earring? Heck yeah. We did Twilight Zone.
0: Twilight Zone, man. Yeah.
1: So, uh, and then, of course, I always like to, uh, when we do it, I always announce it as, in my opinion, the National Anthem of Rock, and we do uh, Don't Stop the <laughs> that,
0: that and, You uh, hear that in I every other crazy, bar so. here in Nashville. Every other bar. It's so funny. You know, Nashville's supposedly known for country music, but there's only one bar here that actually guarantees country music from open to close. It's so funny. How it's changed yeah. so much, man. Well, that's so cool. And uh, so that's, and then they—that's
1: that's pretty much my, my story. I hope it wasn't too long. No, I mean, not there, at all. The band there's is a lot of twists and turns in there. It's I so mean, cool. I've had
0: and then the nursing when,
1: thing. When, I'm, when I just I just finished R N school in twenty nineteen after being an L P M for congrats, years. Congrats, that's amazing. You know, they always start class off by saying, "Stand up, introduce yourself, tell us who you are and yeah. why you're here, <laughs> and a little bit about yourself." So you know. Literally, I get up and I go, hi, my name is Steve Belly. Uh, I'm a husband, a father. I'm, a, I'm an Air Force veteran. Uh, I was a butcher for 10 years because I learned my father-in-law's trade. Um, uh, what else? I was an EMT. Uh, mm-hmm. I owned a pizzeria for a little while. Uh, and I'm currently a nurse, you know, working wherever. At the time, I was working at Gaylord Hospital, a mm-hmm. uh, big uh, rehabilitation hospital um, yep. in Wallingford. But uh, it's, it's just so funny because people look at me and they're like, wait a minute, you're 57. How could you have done all these things huh. in that short of time? But the timeline does, it does add up. If you look at it chronologically, it adds up. Yeah. And all I can say is it's been a hell of a ride. I've made a lot of friends along the way. Um, I'm still in contact with my Air Force uh, singing uh, group. You know, the, the some of the friends I was just on the phone a couple of days ago. Uh, I may go down to San Antonio, I have a conference coming up and I may go down, when I'm down there I might hook up with one of the uh, guys that I sang with uh, nice. because he wound up getting a full time job with Air Force Entertainment and he stayed in San Antonio. Um, but other than that I'm just like a regular average old, you know, I don't know, like a just a regular average old fuddy-duddy, I just, you know, I like I like hanging around at home. Uh, basic Italian. You know, I, I love Sunday dinners still with the family. That's right. Uh, family is like the most important thing to me. It sure um, is. And I would say that music has really been, if you look at it like a, a thread going through like, I don't know, you know how you used to do the the popcorn garland?
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Or, oh, or yeah. History?
1: If you look at my life as a timeline with a thread going through it, <laughs> it would look like popcorn Garland because it's been Very taking cool. twists and turns and you know, but it's always, it's always been, there's always been one thing that tied me down and kept me grounded and that was my family. That's awesome. So no matter how chaotic my life has gotten, sometimes going back to school twice, uh, you know, doing shows and changing careers, it's always been my family that grounded me. But, um, you know, everybody goes, I'd like to say thank you to where I, you know, to the people, uh, That got me my start where I came from. I say that all the time. That's Uh, awesome. the late great Sandra Karnak from Minot, North Dakota was my director. She was the one that taught me really how to be not a singer. She said to me one day, You're not a singer. You have something different. And I and I got mad and I said, you know, it's like one in the morning and she's pushing us at rehearsal because she said, (laughs) "The, the more tired you get, the more your walls come down and the more you'll give me what I want. That's awesome. And I said to her, what makes you think that I have what it takes out of the millions of other talented people out there? What makes you think that I could leave the air force and become a star? She goes, because you have something that not everybody has. And I said, well, what is that? And at the time she said, you're a white guy who sings (laughs) soulful music. She goes, you're like Michael Bolton. When he came out, a lot of people thought he was a black singer because he had a very soulful sound. Uh, Billy Vera, same thing. Very soulful sound. She said, and like Barbara Streisand, you are a performer, not a singer. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? (laughs) And she said, this is the way she explained it. People will say, I don't like Barbara Streisand. I don't like that kind of music. They'll be flipping through the channels. All of a sudden, she's on a channel like PBS belting out somewhere from West Side Story. And they won't change it. They'll stop for a minute. Yeah. Because she doesn't just sing. She performs. She lives exactly. the song. She 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 conjures up whatever emotion is supposed to be in that song. She makes you feel it. Exactly. And every time I go on stage, every song I sing, I try to emulate. We do, like I said, we do covers, but I try to do my covers, not like a minor bird, but like a a really good not even like an impressionist but i try to do it as close to the real sound as you can get
0: that's awesome man i got two minutes left of air time here man, right, and, man. and i cannot thank you enough that is just amazing i am so glad and so proud to know you i want to thank you again for your service and uh this is going to be a great, uh, a great uh, rekindling of some great memories for a lot of people too. So, hopefully, a bunch of our friends will listen. Man, thanks again, Steve. I wish you the best, and uh, well,
1: thank you. I appreciate. Yeah, it. Uh, blessings it was, to your family. I, I, love, I love talking, and I'm glad yep. that we've kind of reconnected over the Heck yeah. last years every once in a while on Facebook.
0: I'll be up um, in April. I'll be up there in April, so we'll catch up.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Folks, thanks again for listening to have a little and remember, do like Steve, do what you love and take care of your family. Make sure you uh, make sure you have that faith, that hope and that love. That's number one. Thanks for listening.